um, most women going into pregnancy, in fact, about 95% of women are not getting enough choline. So it sets you up for um, being at a higher risk for pregnancy complications. And uh, that choline is really needed for baby's brain development, uh, organ development. It's, it's needed for healthy placenta function. Um, it's it's something that's a little bit difficult to get in its entirety in your diet, particularly if you don't include the most concentrated sources, which are egg yolks. And you really do need several eggs a day, you know, plus, um, you know, liver is another really good source. But then beyond those two, you start to get choline just comes in in small amounts from other dietary sources and primarily just from animal based products. So vegetarians and vegans become more at risk. For not getting in enough choline. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Station of Diabetic. I'm your host Tracy Houston and I'm here to inform you and empower you so that you can be a confident member of your healthcare team. On today's episode we have Ayla Brommer from Full Circle Prenatal. I asked her to come on to talk to us about prenatal vitamins and what is in the prenatal vitamin that she formulated. Full Circle Prenatal is actually the, the, uh, the company that she founded and she is the creator and formulator behind the vitamin. And so um, I've actually followed her for a few years now before she even had the prenatal company, before I even knew that that was something that she was working on. And the reason I followed her and the reason I uh, support her vitamin and her businesses so so much is that she is very transparent about her work and what she does. And she really has a passion for women's health and for, and for keeping quality at the forefront. You know, when it comes to business, especially in the supplement industry, people see dollar signs and they get really big eyes and then they just follow those dollar signs and they take whatever shortcuts they can in order to, you know, cut costs or cut whatever expense and uh, make their pockets grow bigger. And what I love about Full Circle and every every uh, brand that Ayla represents is that she is fully transparent. She she lets us know when, uh, you know, something is going on with the prenatal vitamin. I'm a, I'm an affiliate of hers. And so, uh, you know, I get those emails as well as the customers that buy her, her vitamin of what's going on with it, what she has in the works. She sends out information of, you know, we have this much vitamin D in our prenatal because of this reason and backs it up with the evidence uh, right there linked in the email. So I love what she stands for. I love how she does business and I just love her integrity. Hi, Isla. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Can you, uh, can you get us started off by telling us who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me on. Um, so uh, yeah, my name is Ayla Barmer. I am um, a registered dietitian. Uh, nutritionist. I am a licensed healthcare practitioner. I'm trained in functional medicine uh, as well as uh, herbalism, and I specialize in women's health and infertility. Um, I wear a, a few different hats. Uh, so I've got a private practice, Boston Functional Nutrition, which uh, specializes in uh, women's health and infertility. And uh, we see clients all over the country virtually, um, you know, through the practice. 
And then I'm also the creator and founder of Full Circle Prenatal, uh, which is a um, prenatal multivitamin designed uh, to deliver really evidence-based optimal nutrients for before, during, and after pregnancy. Um, and I can tell you as much or as little as you'd like, you think your listeners or you'd like to hear about as to how I got into that. Um, but that's, that's, um, <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. I should say I'm a mom as well. I've got um, two kids, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And, you know, as you were uh, saying that, I kind of remembered on your face, or I'm sorry, on your Instagram page that, so you have all that going on, but then you also had COVID and the flu at the same time, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I got it in July too, when uh, rates were the lowest they were, and we were being so careful. So that was, um, but I felt fortunate because I actually did really well. And most importantly, the rest of the family <laughs> stayed well. And um, so we, we made it, we made it through, but yeah, that was a little rough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's so insane. Um, okay. And I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I have to apologize. I never heard your name out loud until you just said it just now and I, I mispronounced it. So I apologize. Now concerning your work, how long had you been in this line of work? So I have, um, I've been a registered dietitian practicing, uh, I've had kind of a spiraling career actually, um, doing a lot of different things, but for over 15 years, I've had my private practice for about 10 and uh, full circle okay. prenatal was established in uh, 2000, well, just before I had my, my spec, actually right before I went out on maternity leave, I decided to launch full circle prenatal, which in hindsight was, uh, that is not the time to, <laughs> to launch something major, especially a new business, uh, product right. or otherwise. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but that was 2018. Yeah. 19. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So what was it that led you to have kind of a passion about women's health? Yeah, so that my specialty, I've kind of niched down, so to speak, to use some mar marketing terminology over the years. I mean, for a long time, I was just a very general practitioner, um, saw everything under the sun. I, I think you probably and maybe other people listening can relate. I mean, I was just, I was just hustling, like I would do anything and everything just trying to kind of stay afloat. And, um, and so really, um, when I started my private practice, um, yeah, I saw a huge range from kids to kids to the elderly and everything in between. And what I, I started um, getting referrals from a local IVF fertility clinic. Uh, and I was the, the women that were referred over to me were being referred for weight loss primarily. And so they were being told, they were sent out the door basically that's it with the prescription to lose weight, lose it as fast as you can. If you don't lose it fast, you're not gonna get pregnant or we're not gonna do fertility treatments. And so I would get these, um, these women that were absolutely panicked and doing crash diets and you know um, already on, lots of different medications. And so that started the ball rolling for me with the fertility, getting into the fertility space, because I was like, you know, there has got to be a better way. This is, this is wreaking havoc on your body. And there's no way that going into pregnancy 
feeling like this um, and, and kind of having done some of this is going to be beneficial for anybody. And so that, that started, started things rolling for me. And I, I got into the infertility space and um, it, and got a lot more additional training in women's health specifically. So um, it evolved from there. And now I see and really enjoy seeing um, a whole range of things from digestive issues to autoimmune. Um, we see a lot of endometriosis, PCOS, um, obviously quite a bit of infertility and then pregnancy complications. Um, we help women with postpartum recovery. We work with men too on the fertility side. Yep. Ah, that's awesome because that is something that, you know, it's just, not talked about, not even acknowledged most of the time. You know, everyone thinks that if, if a woman's not getting pregnant, it's something wrong with her. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So when it comes to supplements, okay. So you decided to branch out and do your own, create your own prenatal vitamin. And actually you have fish oil too now, correct? So I did have fish oil. Um, we, we don't anymore. And I can, I can talk about that, that will be coming back, but it'll be kind of a new for a new formula, a new source kind of reimagined. I got like, I typically do with things got really excited <laughs> and launched that. And it was, it's an awesome product, but my, um, my source isn't available. That's uh, thanks to 2020, um, you know, uh, supply chain issues, but my source for that particular uh -huh. fish oil is not available anymore. So rethinking that and, um, we'll be relaunching that at some point. But right now um, we've got just the prenatal multivitamin, though there is some plans for some additional things in the works that I'm really excited about um, later this year. Um, and yeah, so that, that's where we're at now. It's, it's full circle prenatals multivitamin. Okay. And so the fish, there, there's no dose of fish oil in the multivitamin? There's not, and that's actually by design. So a lot of multivitamins, prenatals will include DHA, um, which is just a one type of uh, omega-3 fatty acid, only one, one kind of the essential fatty acids. And um, that is a critical one for a baby's brain development. Um, and you need at least 400 milligrams supplementally of DHA, you know, during pregnancy, uh, you know, really for, for baby's brain development. However, my, my concern as a practitioner going into formulating this multivitamin is that is the stability of fatty acids when mixed into a multivitamin. So we just don't have, we don't have good data, at least not in my opinion, on how um, fatty acids interact with some of these other nutrients. And because fatty acids are relatively unstable, they do oxidize, they do break down rather easily. Um, to me, it just does not make sense to risk okay. it and include it in a multivitamin. So I always recommend taking that separately. And and by the way, you, you really um, do want to take um, not just DHA. So that, that's a red flag when it's only DHA isolated, you know, in a, in a supplement, it's, there are other fatty acids that are needed to help that DHA cross the placenta and make it to baby. So um, important to also get EPI. Oh, I feel like this, this is a conversation that could go on for four hours, but we have to keep it short. Okay. So when 
I suppose that that's the type of critical thinking that went into formulating your vitamin. And so I have to ask, why is it that you wanted to do that? I, I know, you know, when you look at the prenatal vitamin um, section in the store, there's so many different options. You know, this one has folic acid or, you know, this one has uh, a certain type of folate and the, another one has... Um, I don't know, DHA at it, you know, it, it's all these different advertising gimmicks and it's overwhelming, mm -hmm. you know? So what, what was it that I guess maybe frustrated you the most about the prenatal supplement industry? Yeah. So, I mean, I never, I did not, I got into this, this industry very naively. And I think I, I am thankful that I was as naive <laughs> as I was and that I didn't understand quite how difficult it would be to create what I've created. Um, I just went in with the idea that um, I want something better. What I want and what I know is most evidence-based and most effective is not available for my clients. And so I just wasn't finding what I needed for the clients I was seeing in practice. And I thought I'm going to formulate my own. Um, and so I did. And that, it's been probably the hardest thing I've ever done aside from having and raising my kids. But um, yeah, I, for me, the forms and doses of nutrients in most prenatal multivitamins are, it's like haphazard. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to why some of the things that are in there are in there and the amounts of forms that they're in other than um, oftentimes there are shortcuts taken because of either the size of the nutrient not fitting in the capsules or because there's a cheaper form of nutrient and a lot of people just don't have the time to do the level of research that you need to to really understand how different forms really um, can make or break how their bioavailability how well your body can use it so for me, um, it, mm -hmm. I set out with the intention to make a product that I wanted to take personally. I wanted my family to take and I wanted my, you know, people in family and friends and my clients um, to get better results. Um, and so that's, that's really how it started. And I've uncovered a lot along the way um, about, and I have a deeper understanding as to why certain many supplement companies make the decisions that they do around their formulas. And, um, but I've made a real commitment to myself. And I think to anybody else, anybody taking my product that I was no matter what, even if it's easier, even if it's cheaper, even if, you know, 2020 pandemic gets thrown at you, like I'm not going to take shortcuts on anything. Um, so that's, and as soon as I do that, then I, then that will be it for me, but you know, I won't, um, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth doing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I was so, I'm, you know, an affiliate of your product and I was, I was happy to see the email come through. Um, just, it shows such transparency and integrity in your business practice that, you know, you weren't going to sacrifice the quality of ingredient just so that you could push it out and have a constant supply. Um, I think this was like in September when you said, you know, um, or maybe even November, you said that uh, production was gonna be put to a halt because of uh, supplies lacking in 2020 and all the 2020 nonsense. So, okay. When it comes to your prenatal vitamin, I mean, of course, all vitamins and minerals in there are important, but 
um, I guess, which do you think are kind of of higher importance or that maybe mm-hmm. you, you wanted to highlight and make, make sure that your vitamin had this and it was great quality and et cetera? Yeah, I think if you had to really a couple of real differentiators and things that are critical to look for in a prenatal multivitamin um, are the vitamin D, the choline and the magnesium. For me, those are, are two are three top things to be looking for. So choline, um, choline is something that does not get the attention that it, it deserves because it uh, plays a role in both fertility and the health of the pregnancy. It's something that it's very heavily involved in um, neural tube defects. So we always hear of folate and folic acid being so important, but actually choline plays a big role in that too. And it's most um, most women going into pregnancy, in fact, about 95% of women are not getting enough choline. So it sets you up for um, being at a higher risk for pregnancy complications. And uh, that choline is really needed for baby's brain development, uh, organ development, it's, it's needed for healthy placenta function. Um, it's, it's something that's a little bit difficult to get in its entirety in your diet, particularly if you don't include the most concentrated sources, which are egg yolks, and you really do need several eggs a day, you know, plus, um, you know, liver is another really good source. But then beyond those two, you start to get choline just comes in in small amounts from other dietary sources and primarily just from animal based products. So vegetarians and vegans become more at risk for not getting in enough choline. And um, one of the so choline is is super important. But uh, one of the reasons it's not included in um, high enough quantities in prenatals is because it's very big. It's a large nutrient. um, And so it takes up a lot of capsule room and um, that, that drives up the dosing, you know, the number of capsules. Mm -hmm. And so everybody wants, you know, a gummy, a one a day, but that, um, that actually, I would encourage you to see that as a red flag, you know, for any of your prenatal multivitamins, Mm -hmm. if they're just a one a day or a gummy, I could pretty much guarantee they don't have the minerals like magnesium, calcium, and, uh, and then also choline in any measurable or significant um, amounts. And so in, in a prenatal, you really want to get a minimum of, of 300, you know, milligrams of choline. Um, I mean, or else you're going to be supplementing with it really separately. So, um, so full circle has got 300 milligrams of choline in it in an easy to utilize form. Magnesium is another big one. And actually, and, uh, it's an important one, but it is also a big one as well. And that it's, a, it's, it's like choline and that it takes up a lot of capsule room. <laughs> um, and so okay. it's, yeah, so that's another thing that you see. Usually, usually supplement companies will cut corners with magnesium. They'll use a cheaper form like magnesium oxide which is not well absorbed. Um, and in fact, it has kind of a laxative effect, which nobody needs any additional GI stuff in pregnancy, you know, <laughs> um, but it also, it's, uh-huh. it's large. And so you, they, they wind up putting in just super small amounts that just aren't going to have um, the benefits to them. And magnesium can like, that can completely change your pregnancy if you're getting enough in. I mean, it helps reduce restless legs. It helps improve sleep. Um, it's needed in just about, I mean, so many different enzymatic reactions in the body. It's, um, 
it's essential for mood. Um, I, I just think magnesium is one of my most favorite nutrients. Um, so, so that's, that's an important one. Um, then, and we have 300 milligrams of magnesium glycinate in uh, full circle prenatal, which is the most, it's easy to tolerate, easy to absorb and great for like muscle relaxation and sleep. Um, and then vitamin D that's the, that's just the third one that I'll highlight. And vitamin D, we put 4,000 IUs of vitamin D in full circle prenatal, which is not a common, that's a lot more than you'll typically see in most multivitamins. And we did that because while that might sound like a lot, um, we actually have a randomized clinical control trial. Like that's the most, the best design type of study that you really can get that shows that 4,000 IUs of vitamin D is, um, not, it's, it's actually the minimum amount needed to keep mom's levels at, at a healthy level, um, regardless of race, geographical location, sun exposure. Um, so it's, it's very safe. That was also shown in that study to be taken at that level. It's actually vitamin D is the most well-researched nutrient. So I've been seeing quite a bit of uh, anti-vitamin D type of posts going around, like especially on social media. And I really don't know what the basis is for that because out of all of the nutrients to kind of target that one, that one is the one we have the most solid data around being, especially in pregnancy, but like being really important and to, to keep those levels up, especially in this pandemic world where, you know, we, we also know that vitamin D levels, keeping them at a healthy level helps support, you know, immunity. Um, so those, those are the three biggest, uh, biggest nutrients that I would highlight, but um, there is definitely strategic thinking and thought, you know, that went around really every single nutrient choice that that's in the product. Right. Yeah. You know, when I, um, when I had my appointment with the dietitian after being diagnosed with gestational diabetes, I, I didn't know anything about nutrients and how they um, are absorbed by the body or anything like that. And I remember that um, she almost kind of laughed at me because uh, I wanted to kind of stack my carbs so that I could just have a good carby meal. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll take my carbs from breakfast and save them for later so that I can eat more carbs during lunch and dinner. And she was mm -hmm. like, well, no, you know, it doesn't really work like that. You know, your body can only do so much at a time and all that stuff. And so, um, and then after I started to research and things, I, I learned that, you know, your body can only absorb so many, so much of a certain nutrient at a time. And um, so that I, I, I was just reminded of my introduction into that. So yeah, when it, when it comes to prenatal vitamins, you know, they'll say we have this many of this vitamin on there and all that stuff. And I know magnesium is one that's sticking out to me. I don't remember how much can be absorbed at one time, but I know there is a limit. And mm -hmm. after that, you know, it just, what your body does not use, it flushes out. And so there's really no point in saying, Hey, we have 600 da, 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 of whatever nutrient, because your body won't even absorb it at one time. And like you said about the, um, the dosage size, yes, one, one pill a day is what people want. You know, they want something they only have to remember one time and they don't have to worry about for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. And I know that was, um, that was a deciding factor for me when I looked for a prenatal in my first pregnancy, I wanted something that I only had to remember one time because I had so much going on. But then after learning that, I was like, man, 
know, I really should have, I remember look, picking up a bottle and it said three pills a day. I was like, no, that's not for me, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but that was probably the better choice, you know, in hindsight. So, um, so yeah, when it comes to your to full circle, what is the dosage size per day? Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully before I say this, I've, I've gotten some folks like on my side here uh, and understanding like the yeah. what's and the why's behind it, because um, the, the dose is actually eight capsules uh, a day as a serving. And so what we recommend is doing like four with breakfast and four with lunch, you know, dividing it up, or you could even divide it up further. But I think if you pair it with meals, you know, um, and and take it with meals, that can really help with making it doable and consistent. Um, We have a bunch of tips like on our Instagram um, at full circle prenatal that in the story highlights about like how people are remembering to take their full dose, um, you know, how well they're tolerating it. I mean, I think that the initial reaction to that is, oh my God, like there's no way I'm going to, I'm going to be able to take <laughs> that many pills. But um, once you, once you start to feel, I think the benefits, you realize you can tolerate it. It becomes more habit and routine. You just divide it up into two times daily. I think it, it get for most people, it becomes much easier um, and not, not as significant as it sounds. Um, and it, of course, the benefit is that you are getting in the majority of things that you need, it's a really good complement to your diet and um, not having to supplement with more things aside from a, a, um, with a couple of exceptions, um, that, that really helps as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after hearing that your body can only absorb so much at a time and that uh, supplement companies do take shortcuts to, um, to, you know, cut back on whatever expense or whatever they're trying to do that it doesn't sound so scary. I mean, eight capsules a day that that's actually, it sounds reassuring that, okay, yes, this company and, and whoever it is that formulated, formulated it, you know, they are concerned about, uh, quality, they're a quality product and giving me my best chance, so to speak. So, um, yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound scary at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep getting pushed in every direction. I think, you know, especially by, by other experts and people that I talk to that are very well-meaning, um, to reduce the serving size, to reduce, reduce. And, and, um, and I understand that. And the, the temptation is there for me, but every time I look at the formula and I think about how do I get this down, you know, in, in capsules, um, it means sacrificing evidence-based doses of things that we just need that I know are helpful. And I also know now after, um, you know, this product has been out for a while now that a lot of people are doing um, the vast majority, I mean, pretty much everybody, we just get really good reports of tolerance. Like everyone feels really good on it. Um, they tolerate it better than other things they've taken, even though it's more, you know, more capsules a day. So um So that to me helps solidify, like, I, you know, I just, I want to continue to not make compromises. You know, if you want, if you want a one a day, if you want a two a day or a three a day, even there definitely are those options on the market, but this is, you know, this is, I I think that this product is really for the more discerning, you know, um, person who's like, okay, am I really getting what I need, you know, in the forms that I need it? Yeah. Gotcha. And the, is the capsule the only way to take it? 
So right now, um, it is just in capsule form, but some people really like to open up the capsules, you know, and, and stir it into a smoothie or like applesauce or, um, you know, depending on like what you're doing for carbs and blood sugar management, you know, you can make that choice, but like yogurt. Um, so you can totally do that. And it doesn't have a particularly strong taste. Um, I've gone back and forth on turning this into um, having a powdered version as well. But honestly, for me, I think um, capsules wind up being more convenient and easy on a day to day. Um, the powders, which you would still want to break up into multiple servings and not take all at once so that you absorb it better. Um, you wind up, I mean, I, I know for me, like during pregnancy, especially, I would just get so sick of certain flavors. Like after a while, it was like as good as good until it was not good <laughs> anymore. And then I was done. <laughs> and so, so it's like, I don't want to be stuck on like a vanilla flavor. And it, as much as you try to flavor these things, I went through a whole taste testing process of turning, turning this into, a, um, you know, a powder and have tried a lot of different powdered multivitamins over the years and they just never taste quite right. So for me, I think um, ultimately capsules is the most versatile. Concerning, or actually while we're on that, uh, is your is your vitamin uh, vegan or vegetarian? So right now the current the current batch um, is vegan friendly. The vitamin D is sourced from uh, humanely sourced and sustainably sourced from sheep's wool. Other than that, everything else in, um, in the product is vegan. And in 2021, we will be transitioning to a vegan, a completely vegan source of vitamin D3, who, for those that don't, you know, um, where that can be problematic, but in, but yes, um, uh, it is, it is vegan friendly. It's free of all major allergens. So we test we third-party test for, for allergens. Um, it is also free of, or uh, exceptionally low. There's no supplement. Um, anything that's grown in the ground or comes from the ground is sourced from anything in the ground will have some level of heavy metals in it, but ours is uh, test consistently by third-party testing companies, the lowest that I'm aware of of any other prenatal that um, it, you know, that is out there. So that was really important for me. Um, and we manufacture in a, um, an FDA certified GMP certified facility. Um, this is a huge, this is another really big driver for creating the product. It wasn't just the, um, the forms and doses of nutrients. It was that there's a real issue in the supplement industry with transparency everything's kind of like proprietary formulas mm -hmm. and not releasing testing results. And you have to just like take their word for it, that it's safe and effective. And that's really, I mean, a lot of these things are, are, you know, marketing. So, um, so we test every single batch and then we get that batch also additionally third-party tested. So an independent source, and we make those test results available. Um, to anyone upon request. Um, and we'll hopefully be launching a new website this year where we'll be able to actually just share that, like different pieces of the report. But um, you could be really, you could feel really good about the safety of it. That's <laughs> high quality. And actually, when you were talking, you reminded me of my question because you do pride yourself on being evidence-based. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the term evidence-based just means using actual evidence to support uh, what you're doing. And then also it being the latest evidence, 
you know, because mm-hmm. we do research constantly and we found find out new things. So um, concerning the supplement industry, is there like when it comes to creating and formulating a prenatal vitamin, is there like a, a guide, so to speak, saying that, you know, you have to have at least 200 milligrams of this vitamin and, and so forth like that? Is there anything out there that kind of regulates the industry? So, no, Um, I think like generally speaking, no, with the exception being, I mean, there are some, there are, um, there are guidelines and regulations around what you can say um, on labels. Uh, So those are called label claims. Um, And so there are regulations around that, but there's lots of ways around it and people can be kind of, um, you you can get kind of, kind of tricky with that. Um, There's, some nutrients like potassium that you cannot go over a certain amount, you know, in a, in a prenatal. So actually what winds up being um, in, you know, full circle prenatal for potassium is pretty negligible. If I'm being honest, Um, that's not an important nutrient to take supplementally. It's something that's so easy to get, you know, in your diet. So, um, but you have to keep it quite low um, in prenatal multivitamins. Um, but other than that, um, there's not, there are ways that you have to list things on the label that are constantly changing, like the nutrition facts panel, like the way that you have to list different nutrients, sometimes um, different iterations of the FDA regulations can be super confusing um, in the way that it's listed. Like for example, right now for folate, I have to say, um, you know, that there's 1,360 micrograms DFE, but that actually winds up being 800 micrograms total of folate. So you can see the 800 micrograms in parentheses after it, but it, it, I do get a lot of questions about that because it's, it's confusing. And so there are cases where like, you know, I, I work with someone who specializes in the labels and making sure they're listed clearly and exactly how they're ought to be. But like, there's, you'll definitely like, if you hold up several different bottles of prenatals, you'll see differences, you know, in how things are described. And so that, that can be really confusing. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> for the layperson, for the mom who just wants yeah. a prenatal to help yeah. her through pregnancy, my goodness, it couldn't be any more difficult. Um, okay. Uh, oh, so you also mentioned vitamin A in, um, mm. Mm-hmm. in the thing. What, what's so important about vitamin A? Oh, I, lo- I love talking about vitamin A because um, like the only conversations around vitamin A and pregnancy that come up um, for is the dangers of that, of vitamin A, especially the retinol, uh, retinol palmitate, retinol family, the retinoids, which is, that is um, active vitamin A. That's the type of vitamin A that is most easily readily usable by the body. It's most bioavailable. That's the other way to describe it. Um, Versus beta carotene, which is the type of vitamin A that we find in plants. Retinoids are found in animal products. Um, But beta carotene is the vitamin A found in like carrots, you know, and that requires conversion. Um, You need an enzyme to convert that beta carotene into retinoids so that your body can use it. So it's, it's kind of similar to like folic acid, you know, where you need a, you need an enzyme to convert it into folate. And that's why, because a lot of people don't have that enzyme, um, or don't, uh, 
don't produce it in sufficient quantities or it's a little bit more sluggish um, that you, you see more active forms of folate um, in prenatals like methylfolate and folinic acid, um, which is what we, we include in ours. But um, same goes with beta carotene that there can be genetic reasons why you don't convert that as well. So I think there's a lot of scare tactics around going too high with vitamin A, but the reality is that a huge percentage of people, of women going into pregnancy and just the general population are not consuming enough vitamin A. So there's, they're getting an inadequate amount. And vitamin A is needed for, uh, you know, the proper eye development for baby. It's needed for a lot of different organ development. Um, it's needed for proper immune system development of baby. It's actually involved in a lot, really all the critical development processes that happen with baby during pregnancy, most of them. And so um, it's, it's a, I think the conversation actually should be like, less about going too high since most people are not and more concerned with not getting in enough. Um, and so vitamin A is, is um, it's especially concerning that you're not, if you're not, if you're vegetarian or vegan, um, then you want to be especially vigilant about getting in enough vitamin A, because again, you might not be converting that the plant-based sources as efficiently. So it's, I think it's a really good idea to take um, some vitamin A in the form of a retinol, a retinol palmitate, a retinoid, um, the active, so that you've got some that's just ready, ready to use. Um, and actually we did a recent blog post on fullcircleprenatal.com that goes into really digging into like, okay, how much is too much? Like, where's the line? Cause you can, you can get there, but it takes, it takes a lot of vitamin A to really get to the point where it's dangerous. And we're, we're just talking, really, you have to be supplementing. In addition to diet, you have to be supplementing with a lot, a lot of, uh, of active vitamin A, retino retinol palmitate or retinoids in another form um, to get to the point where you're, you know, toxic. So um, that was a long-winded answer, but I love talking about <laughs> vitamin A. Hopefully not too confusing. No, that's, no. Is there another, is out quote, quote unquote, overdosing on any particular nutrient? Yeah. So other than vitamin A, I guess. Yeah. So vitamin A, the fat soluble vitamins. So A, D, E, and K are the ones that tend to be in some, some minerals are the ones that tend to be looked at and scrutinized. Um, there is potential for overdosing on them. I mean, really any nutrient, like you want to be, you want to be cautious of that, but how do you know, right? So what, what isn't a great guideline, unfortunately at the moment are most of the RDAs. So that's something that you see on the prenatal label, like how much, um, what percent RDA or what percent daily value um, is that nutrient in the product. And, and on full circle, if you look at it, some of them are a thousand or more percent, um, you know, of the daily value. And so people ask me why they get really nervous about that. And the reality is that a lot of these RDAs were, um, haven't been updated somehow, but many have not been updated in gen like dozens of years. So back to war times, yes. <laughs> you know, that was kind of like they were, it was how much do we need of a certain nutrient to keep people alive? Like not, not at their optimal health. Um, and so I, I like to look at what is, what is optimal? What does the best available evidence that we have say about what we need? Where are the gaps in our diet? 
what's most likely to be deficient in people based on really, again, good data. And then how do we say really nice and, and safely below any um, upper tolerable limits or um, make sure that we say, obviously in pregnancy, especially, but anytime we wanna, we wanna make sure everything is ultra safe. And so that, that was the consideration that went into to each of the nutrient choices and the amount specifically was what, what does the evidence tell us what's most current um, and what's really safe? And I'll continue to do that. There probably will be some formula tweaks that we see, you know, as like new evidence comes in, nothing major. Um, you know, most of what we have for data on like these nutrients are is solid, you know, um, but um, there may be some formula tweaks that we do. That's something that we just will as a company and I will do personally is make sure that we stay on top of all of that. So when it comes to taking a prenatal, there's, I guess there are recommendations out there that you should start it before you're even pregnant, like in the mm -hmm. preconception period, and then even taking it in the postpartum period. People, some people, I think they say only if you're breastfeeding, but some people it's matter what, just to keep your energy levels up in post. What, what is your take on that? Yeah, so the, again, the, the reason I created this formula was primarily for my fertility clients. And so my, my area of like research and expertise and focus has always been primarily on the preconception period and optimizing that time period. And I, so I feel really passionately about <laughs> recommending, you know, this to be taken as being even more important in some ways to take before you try to conceive. Um, for the three to even six or, or really there's never too soon to start it, but like three to six months prior to conceiving because um, eggs, the, the, the tiny cells, you know, that are going to develop into the egg that is ovulated um, that will, will then become baby um, develops over about a hundred day period, you know, um, prior to ovulation. And so you want to make sure that you're really nourishing those follicles and that contributes to egg quality. Um, and egg quality is a big deal. And that could be like a whole nother podcast discussion because I, I love this topic, but it, it does um, it does help reduce pregnancy complications, pregnancy loss. It helps um, it helps define baby's health through uh, for their entire life. Um, it's really wild um, because it it's yeah, it's really cool stuff that I get pretty, pretty excited about. But so long story short is that it's a really good idea to to take a prenatal uh, three to six months at least, you know, um, prior to conceiving and then postpartum um, postpartum, if you're breastfeeding, all of your needs go up across the board for nutrients. So even more so than any point during pregnancy for just about every nutrient, your needs are higher. Um, than they were during pregnancy. So that's a, that's a very important time to keep taking a nutrient-dense mm. prenatal. Um, and if you're not breastfeeding, I think still you think about what your body goes through in pregnancy and then through labor and delivery. And like, you just need to put the pieces back together, you know, and replenish right. and refuel and just, yeah. Um, I mean, there's ever a time that you feel depleted, right? It's then. So, and that's true, I think breastfeeding or not. So uh, yeah, I think, you you know, maybe you don't need to take it as long if you aren't, but I'd say like at least a good three months after afterwards is a wise, a wise idea. 
Gotcha. That's interesting. Uh, you said that your nutrient needs when breastfeeding are even higher than they were in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So even though you had, you were creating life in you, your nutrient needs are still higher when you're just breastfeeding. That's kind of nuts. Wow. It is. Yeah, it is crazy. Like there's, um, iodine is a good example. Um, vitamin D is a pretty good example. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so much work goes into part of it is that your body's repairing, you know, postpartum um, and doing all kinds of tissue rebuilding and remodeling. But but it's a lot of it is really just purely creating nourishment, <laughs> you know, um, for, for baby. And that's that's very nutrient intensive. Is there ever a situation where a prenatal vitamin isn't really necessary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is... Yeah, it's possible. It's definitely possible to get everything you need in through the diet. But I think the factors that would need to be at play for that to work out would be hard to do. I mean, and this is coming from someone who I would describe myself as like a real food dietitian, food first, um, you know, over supplements, uh, and really understanding like, how I would design meals to make that happen, I still think it would be really hard to do. Um, so a couple of reasons for that are one, um, you know, you can kind of be filling the bathtub with the drain open, so to speak, and that you might be getting in, checking all the boxes with the nutrients in your diet, but then you're on a medication or you have a lot of stress or you live uh, in different parts of the country, the soil will be depleted in certain nutrients. Um, so things that are, or just environmental toxins, those, there's all sorts of things that actually kind of are like draining the water as we're filling the bathtub. Um, and so it makes it makes our nutrient needs higher now than they have been historically. Um, so there's that consideration, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, and that's something that I think people don't really think about because I hear a lot that are, you know, I hear the argument that, you know, well, you know, people have been having healthy babies forever, right? And why, uh, why do we need such a potent multivitamin now, right? Like, can't we do it through diet? But those are some of the reasons. Um, our environment is very different and our lifestyle is very different than it ever used to be. We also are not eating the types of foods that would give very concentrated sources of these nutrients in it. Like, so to create a diet, a prenatal diet that would fill all the gaps and really give you what you need, it would have to have organ meats on a regular basis, um, lots of, of like cold water fish and egg yolks and like these very, uh, lots of produce and a variety of that produce. Um, and so I think it's, I think it's just hard to do. It can be done. And I think not everybody needs, um, maybe something quite as potent as full circle, but it does hit it. it because of the high safety profile of it and the fact that you'll tolerate it well and people feel really good on it. I don't really see a downside, you know, um, to pairing something like this with a really good diet. Gotcha. So, um, would full circle be okay to take, even if you're not in the pregnancy period, like, you know, just like as a regular multivitamin? Yeah, I think if, um, if you were feeling, if you're kind of depleted, you know, living an active lifestyle, just depleted, it's a great, you know, very potent multivitamin. Um, even if you took it at a half a dose, um, but even the full dose, I, you know, I have a lot of um, friends, clients where we just use this as a multivitamin for them and they feel really good on it. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. Yeah, I, I kind of had the same uh, idea myself. I, I bought some for myself a little while ago. And the reason was at the time I was just, my mind was everywhere. I was doing everything except worrying about what I was putting in my body, you know? And so I felt, I did feel my energy levels being low. And I said, you know, I really don't have the capacity to sit down and meal plan and do all that stuff like I like Mm -hmm. to do and so um, I just figured a prenatal would be good and since I since you're actually since you're so transparent in what you do I said well let me go where I know um, it's quality and I trust the person behind it so Mm -hmm. um, thank you for your vitamin by the way well thank (laughs) Thank you thank you (laughs) thank you for taking it yeah so I guess um Probably my last question is when you when you look at our needs in pregnancy and all that stuff, are you looking at just uh, what what we found here in the United States, or are you comparing data to other sources around the world? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, are is if you are, have you noticed like a vast difference in our nutrient uh, needs and what the requirements would be? So in some ways, so a lot of the data that I pull from is is US based, um, but there are some really good sources, uh, you know, for additional information to consider like the World Health Organization and the data they pull together and their export expert, uh, you know, understandings and resources. Um, so for example, iodine, you know, um, there's some more dated recommendations around only needing around 150 micrograms a day, but you know, you combine that with better, newer evidence and the World Health Organization's recommendations, and it's actually 250 micrograms. So that's what we include in full circle prenatal. Um, In the United States, there's some unique stressors and some unique like soil depletion going on, Um, you know, so environmental toxins, stressors, medication use, some of those things that I said I talked about, like, are kind of like leaving the drain open while you're filling the bathtub like that that really does contribute to even with a good diet making um nutrient needs a little higher you know here but we do so i guess the long story short is like i mean there's there is data there's global data and then there's like a lot of good us based data and a lot of us based data is similar like in other industrialized country, countries so you'll see similarities between uh you know industrialized countries but some, there are other countries where uh, certainly like access nutrient status like needs are even higher um, for some nutrients in particular. Yep. Okay. So then, well, do you ship only to the United States then? So United States and Canada right now, um, but we are, we're really working on um, expanding this year. It's a goal of mine to try to get to Australia and Europe. Um, We're trying to work it out. It's definitely, I mean, I'm still, it's still a very small business and a small, small team. It's primarily me behind the scenes doing and orchestrating (laughs) everything. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I, yeah. But um, I, you know, I am pulling in more, more help as I go, you know, and, um, and that's, that's helping. So um, that's on the list of of things to do. So I hope, I hope we will be able to. Gotcha. Yeah, that'd be great. I know it's it's hard when you're pretty much a one person show and there's so yeah. many hats to wear. So good mm-hmm. on you. Okay, so is there anything that we didn't go over that you think uh, you want to mention or um, just give your take on? 
Yeah, no, I appreciate the opportunity to let me kind of ramble about all the science. I hope it was clear. Um, I, you know, if I, I will say that like over on our, over on the Instagram um, page, full circle prenatal and, um, and also on the email um, news list, uh, newsletter, um, we, you know, we really don't spam you with us on that. I honestly, I don't have time to come up with that many emails. But, so when I am sending emails out, it's like good, good <laughs> stuff. Um, and that's the best place, those two places to hear about like updates and things, because we've got some really cool stuff coming up in 2021. And I'm just really, I'm super excited about it. So if you want to like, stay in the loop about it all, um, that those are the two places to go. <laughs> All right, Mama, that was a ton of information, I know, and uh, packed into just, what, about 50 minutes or so. But I want you to know that if you want to kind of go over this information again, or if you need just maybe a little condensed version of it, on my site at the very top, it's always a most popular post of mine. It is how to choose your prenatal vitamin, or I think I, I titled it like best prenatal vitamin in 2020 or something like that. I'm going to have to update it now that, that the year has changed. But on that, on that post, it's, um, it's an article that I wrote about choosing the right pre or choosing a good prenatal vitamin and what goes into the research behind it and why the doses are the amounts that they are. And actually I, I just kept it to three bullet points and those three bullet points were mentioned and it was the dosage size, uh, you know, and cutting corners and all that and how, how bulky or how big these nutrients are like in physical form and why that or why and how that affects the dosage dosage size and also the research behind what a mother actually needs in pregnancy because as Ayla mentioned there's research out there that companies are using that is outdated by decades and there's new research available, but they have not, you know, updated their formulas or they just don't see a need to because the newer research has yet to be adopted as, you know, uh, or feder federally accepted. It pretty much, they just don't want to keep up with the time, so to speak. As I mentioned, I am an affiliate with Full Circle Prenatal. So I will have my affiliate link as well as just a plain link if you don't want to use my affiliate link as well as Ayla's Instagram and Full, Circles pre, uh, Full Circle Prenatal's Instagram linked in the show notes. And if you're not familiar with it, an affiliate just means that I, um, I make a small commission off of the seller's profit. It's not that you're paying anything extra. You are charged the exact same price as everyone else that does not use a, an affiliate link. But the, um, the seller sends me a commission for advertising for them, so to speak. And after listening to this interview, I hope you understand why I'm an affiliate with Full Circle Prenatal. They're just an amazing company. And Ayla is an incredible woman for all that she does. And I'm so grateful that she took her passion for women's health and actually did something for it to create something that will help us. So guys, that's all I have for you this time. I'll talk to you later.